The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Danny D. And welcome to Hoop Bowl Grizz. Are you awake over there, dude? Maybe. Are you, you sounded asleep? Oh man. The Grizzlies win one eight. They win to one oh seven. And Sam sounds like he is dead asleep over there. I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. I'm dead. Dead to the wild over here. Are you sure you're awake? Yep, I'm good. Grizzlies have won three in a row. You feel me? Takes them to five and six on the season. Five and six. Sam, did you realize, you know, we were talking about the uh, the tank for Cade, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's injured, tank for Cade. Through 10 games last year, the Grizzlies record was worse than what it was this year. Did you remember that? Nope, but I do now. <laughs> I knew that now. So the Grizzlies started off worse last year with everybody healthy than what they did this year. I know they started off really bad last year. They I did. do they remember did. that. Yep, couldn't figure out how to record, close games. But, yep, that was their problem. Their their third fourth quarter was. Yep, they it was not not even so much the third or the fourth. Third. I mean, it was the third. Mm-hmm. They they would come out and just get freaking pummeled in the third, get like just flat. Molly whopped. Anyway, this is not last year. This is this year. Again, final score one eighteen one oh seven. Grizzlies win. Went on a monster run in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies go into the fourth quarter shooting three for 18 from three. They shoot five of six. I think I'm going to check. Let me double check that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was five for six in the fourth quarter. I know for sure they were five for five, and then Tyus missed a three, and I can't remember if they took another one after that. 18, five, that's seven. So five for seven. Still, turn it around. That. Turn around in the fourth. They did shoot another one there at the end of the game that I missed. I didn't see. I saw Tyus miss that one to make him five for six. Started off five for five. Slow-mo hadn't made a bucket. First two buckets of the game, two big threes in the fourth to push the Grizzlies into the lead. Mr. Actually, Clutch. Mr. I, yeah, I, he was struggling tonight. Mr. Were, I can't make nothing until the game's <laughs> until on the, the line. Until it matters. Yeah, BC carried the offensive low. BC and JV had big nights. Grayson Allen had his best night of the season. And I'm glad. I'm glad to see that from Grayson. He has been struggling, and I'm just questioning why he's getting minutes. And then he has a uh, night like tonight. So, you know, it's there. Is it going to be there more consistently? Consistency comes from stars. Guys who are consistent all the time are stars in this league. Can you know? I that that's just the fact of the matter. Dylan Brooks is not consistent all the time. Dylan Brooks is not a star. He's also still young. Rough night for Dylan from the field. Although he did make some game-winning plays, he had six assists. He did. Ties I think oh, Sammy boy. High. Sammy boy made a prediction that Dylan would beat his career high. I did. In assists this year. Mm-hmm. He's on his way. He's talking about it. I, I think that he will do it. Mm-hmm. Even, I think that he has a better chance to do it whenever the team is healthy and everybody is oh, back sure. than what he does right now. For sure. 
Sammy boy, let's run through some stats, man. Let's uh, let's shotgun it. You uh, you take one, I'll take the next one, top right. to bottom. I get Brandon. He had 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists, three steals. He shot nine for 15 from the field. Looking much better. He missed one free throw. He was one for two from the free throw line, but he he is getting better. That form is looking a little bit better each and every game. He still has a slight hesitation in that jumper. Yep. And that showed on his, I think, only three-point attempt of the night. Yeah, he only took one, and it was super robotic. Again, think that's going to continue to improve. JV had kind of a breakout game for him. Season high, 24 points, 16 rebounds, one assist, two blocks on 58% shooting from the field. Been looking for a game like this from JV all season. He just has not had it. Hadn't been able to put it together. Finally! And he generally struggles with better centers, but he ate cat up tonight. Which he should. Yep. Which he should. Dylan Brooks, he played 27 and a half minutes, had nine points, two rebounds, six assists, shot four for 15. Dylan, you're better than that. You are. You're better. One for five from three-point land. Didn't take any free throws. Yep. Tyus Jones, nine points, three rebounds, seven assists, one steal. He was four for 12 from the field, one for five on three, or one for five from three. Kyle Anderson, he had seven points, seven rebounds, five assists, and shot two. Well, we already talked about that, two for eight, 25. Yeah, two for eight, 25%. That's not awful. Hey, hey, he's 100% from three points, so it doesn't matter. Get it. Grayson Allen, season high, 20 points, two assists, two steals, two blocks. And he shot the ball really well, six for ten, three for five from deep. Him making some uh, clutch threes there in the fourth was very, very big for the Grizzlies. So clutch. We'll see how this goes, man. You know, it it, it is seems to be a circle with Grayson of when he starts to put it together, he gets injured again, and I sure. Do not wish bad on him at all. You know, I don't want that to keep happening. I want him to put it together and stay healthy so the Grizzlies can really see what they have in him. If he is a piece that's going to be, okay, is he a part of this core? Is he going to be one of the guys that's on the team that leads you to a championship? Maybe. I don't know. That's yet to be determined. To be if continued. It, if you base it off of what we've seen so far this year, the answer to that is no. The answer to that is heaven's no. Yeah, I <laughs> Except mean, it, for tonight. It, but. You know, he had a great game tonight, but so far this year, it, it's a no. All right, it, you got it, next, Saint. Yep, DeAnthony Melton, 15 points, one rebound, four assists, two steals, one block, shot seven for 12 from the field. Uh, had one for four from the three-point line and had no free throws. Good game from the X-Man. 12 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Six for eight from the field. Desmond Bain. I don't get this, man. This kind of ticks me off a little bit. And it it's happened. It, it, it happens frequently. They were shooting the ball awful from three. Desmond Bain is the best shooter on this team. Pure you can shooter. argue maybe when Jaron is healthy, Jaron is a better shooter. Uh, I I don't know that that is the case. Uh-uh. 
I'm, you know, like, yes, Desmond is a rookie, but as far as pure shooter, I'm fine with either one of those guys. Obviously, I don't, right now, I'm not going to tell you that I prefer Vane over Jaron. Overall, definitely not. And I don't know that that will ever be the case. But as far as shooting the ball, I think that that edge goes slightly, ever so slightly, to Desmond Bain. And he had one three-point attempt. One. You're shooting three for 18 from three, and your best shooter has one three-point attempt. There's something wrong with that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if it's aggression. I don't know what it is. This is something, you know, We I think we've talked about that before. I, I feel like we've maybe knocked on this door a little bit before. We have. But you've got to, your best shooters got to be the ones that are shooting these shots. What was his stat line? I didn't talk about a stat line. It was up to you, Sam, and I just kind of chimed <laughs> in there. He played 16 and a half minutes, had three points, three rebounds, he shot one for four from the field and zero for one from the three point line and made one free throw. And we're not even going to talk about Tim Frazier's stat line. He'll be <gasps> gone soon enough anyway. But he's the best player ever. Not really, yeah, but I like I Tim Frazier. So anyway, I wonder what's going on with Gorgie though. I don't know. He was playing well, and then it's just he like, just, mm. no, we're not playing him today. Nope, get out of here. He just flat out out of the rotation. Yeah, just, is that what just we're doing now? It. That's what they did. Well, like, they played uh, Tillman though, so. They did, and I'm fine. Like I like Xavier Tillman. He's aight. You go back. We had a uh, John Chepkevich. Chepkevich. Sorry, John. I butchered your name again, man. But John came on, and uh, he mentioned Xavier back in one of our draft shows. And so I really started digging in, looking into Xavier Tillman and what he brings to the floor. He did. He and, mention Desmond too. No, I don't. I don't remember. We talked about when we had John on. We were talking about Isaiah Joe and Mason Isaiah Jones Joe, Mason because Joe. a lot of the fan base was very high on those two yes. guys, and I liked Isaiah out of those two. But um, John had Xavier Tillman down as a, a guy. I remember that now. I do. Yeah, I do remember that to, to keep an eye on yep. because of his chemistry with Jaron Jackson and what he brings to the floor as a playmaker, as a big man. I'm he fine. It. You know. It is a developmental season. I've said that all along. That's I will stand here and die on this mountain all alone if I have to. And that is not me saying I don't want to see the Grizzlies make the playoffs because that is asinine. And I will never be on that side of the fence. I want to see them make the playoffs. But not at the expense of doing something stupid Bingo. like jeopardizing the future. Trade off the whole team to get win-now players. Let's yeah, you know, it. we we were going to do a post game. I, I want to apologize. We were all geared up to do a post game after the Cavaliers win the other day, and it was just man, that was hectic. just a crazy day. And I was struggling to stay awake through the game, and I, and I just told Sam, I'm like, man, there's no way I can't do it tonight. I don't have it in me. Impossible. So we will. Uh, we're gonna push, man. We are gonna try and hit every single post game that we can. We will miss some. Sometimes life happens. Nothing we can do about that. Tis what it is. What's next, Sam? What is next for sure? I believe it is tomorrow. If it, I'm is, not mistaken. it is not tomorrow. Oh, no. It's day not, off it's tomorrow. Friday. It's Friday. It Come on, Friday. man. I'm sorry. They play the T-Wolves Friday. They don't travel anywhere. They stay in Minneapolis. They play the T-Wolves again on Friday. 
Do the Grizzlies take both of them? They take both of them, man. You think so? I do. Here's a stat that uh, Memphis Grizzlies set a franchise record tonight, 80 points in the paint. Dylan Brooks with a dunk at the end of the game. Sealed that franchise record. But here's an interesting stat from the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are now, I think tonight made them 1-5 and five in games where they were leading going into the fourth quarter. 1-5. and five. What you got over there, man? I have notes here. I was going to say, because they are the Grizzlies out of their last... They've won four in a row against the T-Wolves now, which makes the – yeah, they're going to win the next one. They're going 5-0 and oh against this, these guys. They're going to do it. Five. And that would make them, overall, the T-Wolves would have 49 wins to 47 if they win the next one. If they win the next they're one. They're 49-46 and 46 right now. So they're closing the gap. Yes. For, so the Grizzlies would be 46-49. and 49. Yes. Okay. What are they over the last ten? Do you have that? I do. If you count this one, they'll be eight and two. Eight and two over the last ten. So the Grizzlies have been giving the T Wolves the business. What's crazy? Like Dylan Brooks normally cooks the T Wolves. He has been. I, I had the numbers from when they went into the uh, the preseason games, and he was averaging something stupid like twenty eight points a game against the T Wolves, and just had an off night. You're going to have those. I am definitely not off of the Dylan Brooks Island. But there's big news in the NBA tonight, Sam. Huge oh, news. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, a, that's an understatement. So we headed into this season with talks of James Harden getting moved out of Houston. And then Houston's like, you know what? You're still under contract. We're okay with things getting weird. And it finally reached a level where it was weird enough for Houston to really push to make that trade. Yep. He came into camp overweight and out of shape. Could still produce. He was still producing, even overweight and out of shape. He doesn't have to be in the best of shape to produce with the style of game that he plays. No. He's just that good of a scorer. It's James Harden. I mean, he pushed his way out tonight. It is what it is. Four-team deal. The biggest winner, the biggest winner in a landslide – on this trade is the Indiana Pacers. Oh, gosh, I knew you were going to say that. It's Indiana. <laughs> Do you disagree with that? I can't disagree with that, no. But I just looking at it on paper, though, it's just like, man, the Rockets have draft picks for days now, days and years and weeks and months and all that stuff. They do. I mean, they landed. They look so, like the Thunder. No, the Thunder have like eighty-five in the next two years. So. Yeah, it's not quite as many as the Thunder. No, but it is a. It's a ton of picks, and the pick swaps too. Those are not actual. You know, I mean, it's not a pick technically, but if they're ahead of you, hey, we're taking that pick. We're moving yeah. up to take that, and that's huge too. That can be the difference between a. You know, if you need to make a move. Well, the Brandon Clark move that the Grizzlies made. The Grizzlies moved up with OKC. I mean, I'm not. I will say this: OKC ended up with Darius Baisley in that slot. Darius Baisley is looking like he's going to be a good player. I hope he is. Is it like Darius Baisley is younger than Brandon Clark? 
So I don't think that that hurts either side. I think both of those teams done well in that trade. I'd take Brandon over him, though. I do. Yeah, I mean, right now, definitely. We've not got to see as much from Baisley as what we saw. You know, BC came in, and he's producing year one. Baisley didn't play that much until the bubble, and he looked really good in the bubble, played great in the bubble. He had some games there. And then he's had a couple games this year where he's looked good, had some games where he looked rough, but he's young, 20 years old. So let's run through this real quick, Sam. The full trade that sends James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, the Rockets receive this. Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, I'm going to let you. Kuroots. Rodonis Kuroots. Three first-rounders. 2022, 2024, 2026 from the Brooklyn Nets. And then they also get a first-round pick from Milwaukee, and that is 2022. That one is unprotected. Actually, all of these are unprotected. There's no protections on any of them. And then 21, 23, 25, and 27, they get first-round pick swaps so they can move up. So essentially eight first-round picks, Oladipo, Exum, and Kuroks. Pretty good haul. Yes. I just, I don't understand why the Rockets take Oladipo there for Levert. I can't wrap my mind around that. It doesn't make any sense to I'm me. I'm a little shocked by that. That's why, so, let, let me finish and then we'll go back to that. James Harden goes to the Nets. That's all the Nets land. The Pacers get a second-round pick and Karis LeVert. The Cleveland Cavaliers get in there. They get Jared Allen, their big man of the future, and Tarian Prince. It's a loaded-up front court for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. They have got Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, Jared Allen. What do you do there? Somebody... Somebody ain't playing. <laughs> Somebody's leaving Cleveland. Yeah. I don't think that there's any way that by the end of the season, all three of those guys are on that roster. McGee's going to go somewhere. Is it McGee or Drummond? It, they may trade Drummond off. You know, but I think it may be McGee. It might, it might be McGee. Boston needs a center that can Not defend – like if they're gonna get through Philly, they need a center that can defend. Is the answer to that McGee? Is it Drummond? Does Boston even pull that trigger? What what is Boston? I mean, they've got plenty to offer, obviously, but what happens there? It's all you know. It's theorycraft, and we have no idea what's gonna happen. But you would think that somebody has got to be on the move again from Cleveland with a front court. You can't play all of those guys, and all of those guys deserve to be on the floor. Jared Allen is going to be the future. He's going to be your future center. So I think that he's definitely going to be out there. And to me, McGee is fine coming off of the bench. I don't know that Drummond will be receptive to that role, and I don't know if he will be toxic in the locker room if he does not. I don't know if Drummond's like, never not started in the NBA. What? Huh? If he's ever been a bench player, I don't think he's ever like I don't think he's ever been a bench player from the time. I, man, I'd have to go back and look. Maybe maybe when he was a rookie, he got drafted to Pistons and the Pistons didn't have nobody besides Greg. I don't even know if they had Greg Monroe then. Gosh, 
That's that. That's really. Uh, anyway, don't we don't have to dig too far into that. We're we're not a Pistons podcast. Sure we are. Huge haul, huge haul for the Rockets for James Harden. There were talks early about Philly with a package, and then you know Brooklyn was still in there. Got it done. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, maybe. Who knows? Kyrie is. There's a lot going on with him. A lot to unpack there. We're not going to get into that. But Sam, I do want to go back to the Karis Levert, the Victor Oladipo Karis Levert part of that trade. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back. I kind of hesitated there. I apologize, but if you're Houston, you be Houston right now. Okay. Justify that for me. Justify giving up Karis Levert. They didn't give up the second. I don't even know where the second rounder came from. I don't know who that came from because it wasn't listed that I saw. But Indiana gets Levert and a second rounder for Oladipo. It's possible that that turns into just a second rounder, but it's more likely that they try to sign Levert. And he'll probably he may stay there too. Yeah, they take a chance on a guy. They know that Oladipo is gone. He's yeah. leaving. He doesn't want to be there. He's definitely leaving. He's a stud. They get a guy that they could possibly keep plus a second rounder. Yep. Worst case scenario, they didn't let Depot leave for free. They got a second round pick out of it. But if you're Houston, why are you doing that? Maybe they see something in Oladipo at the Pacers. You know, like you said, Pacers knew he wasn't going to stay. You know, they knew he was out this next year. You think Houston's making the move to try and sign Oladipo? Maybe. Man, I feel like they should go into full rebuild mode, man. Well, I, mean, I don't they, know. Well, they pretty much are anyway. They got all the draft picks now. They, they got do Tom got Hall, all the draft picks, Christian but you Wood, know, if you, they keep Victor Oladipo, are you competitive mm, with John Wall, Oladipo, Boogie Cousins, and Christian Wood? Mm, competitive, maybe, competitive, but not not championship team. Well, you you might be playoffs, maybe like eight, maybe. Maybe yeah. I, I, that's a that's a slight maybe on that. Yeah, there, there's still plenty of time before the trade deadline, so we may see For some sure. more moves. Just a, a big big nine. The NBA more games got postponed. We're up to nine with all the COVID tracing yes. and everything that's going on. That's been hectic. There's been talks. You know, some of the fans, Miss um, Dorothy Gentry. She is a uh, she's a writer that covers the Dallas Mavericks and and. Love her work. She does great stuff. If uh, if you're a Mavs fan and you're listening to our podcast, appreciate you. Thanks for listening. But uh, definitely, even even if you're not, Miss Dorothy writes great stuff. So if you get a chance to read any of her uh, any of her articles, anything that she does, great great work. But she was she put out uh, a poll the other day, and she was asking, "Does the NBA need to shut down?" I don't think they do. Sam, where are you at on that, man? I don't think so. I think they're doing a I'm fine job at what I mean what they're doing they're postponing games they've got that health protocol now you know they've come out now where you can't be around you know they were allowed visitors in their hotel hotels now they're not mm-hmm. so I mean you know they they were having issues with covid so now it's like hey you can't do this now so I mean they're staying on top of it so yeah they're doing stuff there's going to be if you look back through the major sports outside of the NBA in the bubble the bubble was best case scenario. Nobody had any clue how well that was going to go or if that would even be a positive at all. It was great. The NBA knocked it out of the park when it comes to the bubble. 
We said it before the season started. Now we're in the real world. They're going to be moving. They're going to be traveling. There's going to be stuff going on. We're going to see positive tests. Happens. Should they shut it down? MLB had a couple teams that basically had their whole team out. Like they had, they had plenty of games that they postponed. The NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're like, it was nuts. That like it was crazy for the Steelers because they ended up, I think, playing eleven or twelve weeks in a row without a bye week because of COVID stuff and the way. And then you know there were Tuesday football games, and it was crazy and we're gonna have stuff like this we're gonna have bumps in the road you're not gonna keep everybody covid free it's just impossible you know we're humans there's stuff that we're gonna do there's needs there's things that go on that are gonna prevent the nba from keeping people from being covid positive the vaccine is out and i think they've I know that they've started giving it in some places for healthcare workers and teachers and stuff like that. Um, I know like I work in the healthcare field. We're actually having the first round of the vaccine is starting at my facility tomorrow. So it's out there. We're getting closer. I don't think that they shut down. I think there's too much money on the line. The time frame is too close with the Olympics and all like that's why they started before or on Christmas, like right right before Christmas, the amount of money that was on the table. The Olympics, they didn't want to get into that. So here we are. These are all things that the NBA, I'm sure, thought about prior to starting the season. But where's that line at, Sam? Where, if you had to make that decision, if it was your call, Where's that line at for you? How many games, how many guys have to be positive? What do you say has to happen in order for them to shut it down? I'd say if you're missing half the t- – like if you have to postpone like half the games, like half the – like 15 of the 30 teams have it, mm-hmm. you get you got to post – that. that's when you cut it. And just then – this is what I would do. Yeah. Say like that happens here in the next two weeks. Hopefully not, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that good jazz. But – Say that happens, shut it down, everybody quarantines, you go back to Disney, do the bubble there, and just do the whole se- – I know you can't I mean, do that, but yeah. I know that's just wishful thinking, but that's the way I would do it. I mean, they're doing the G League bubble, so, I mean, that's out. Like, that's not – the bubble thing is not going to happen. I don't know that the, the players – I the doubt play- half of them would do that anyway. Yeah, you know, after going through what they went through in the bubble – I don't know that the players do that again. I think that's a pretty good line, though, Sam. About about half the teams, if you get half the teams that are, you know, you shut it down for two weeks, you do the two-week quarantine, clear it out. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks, a month, whatever you got to do. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be – you're not – I don't think that it gets shut down completely. I I don't see a scenario where that happens. Let me ask you another question, Sam, and then we're 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 gonna get out of here. We'll run over the final score of the record, what's up next for the Grizzlies. But I want to ask you one more question before we get out of here, man. Say the NBA like the players and the the NBA gets a hold of the vaccine. If the NBA got the vaccine to all of the players right now, do you have an issue with that? 
No, not really. I mean, if that's what the I mean, if they got it, it was, if it was given to them. No. Well, I mean, it's limited supply right yeah. now. So basically, what you're doing is the NBA, the teams, the coaching staff, the player, like all of that would kind of quote unquote get moved to the front of the line, get the vaccine. You could look at that both ways, really, because it's really like, are they needed? No. But then again, it's like, well, you're trying to get everybody a vaccine. So it's like, well, okay, they they get one. So I don't know. You could look at it both ways, really, man. It's tough. I, I gave it you is. a tough question, man. I tell you, we, we'll, we'll steer away from that. But it, it's just craziness. There, there's more craziness to come. There's there's going to be more games postponed. There's no doubt you about that. Say, you know it is. Yeah. Fantasy teams dying from it. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> So again, final score of tonight's game, 118 to 107. Grizzlies are five and six on the season. Next game, Friday, again at Minnesota. Grizzlies got a chance to get to five hundred without some of their best players. They're two of do it. Their two best players. Arguably three, their three best players. We'll see how that goes. Christoph Porzingis came back tonight. Jaron was injured before Kristop with the same type of injury. And no Jaron. Jaron is not back. January 18th is next week. That was my target MLK day. That's a day. day. I hope that we see Jaron soon. There were talks before the season that Justice is back before Jaron. I have no idea when it's going to happen because the front office don't talk about stuff like that. If I find an update... I will let you know if you find an update, tweet at me. Let us know. The show is on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at DWill2111. Sam is? It is SammyB1118. That's a capital S, lowercase A-M-M-Y, capital B, 1118. You guys know about our sponsors. Going to drop them to you real quick. Not a big spill tonight. The guys over at mybookie.ag still running the promo code our promo code is hoop ball hoop ball mybookie.ag best online sports book more lines and better odds for the players than any other sports book their motto simple you bet you win you get paid go check them out again promo code is hoop ball still got the promo going on with manscaped it's hoop ball 20 over there that gets you 20 percent off and free shipping on the lawnmower 3.0 plus extra goodies thanks for listening until next time go green go green yeah guys this has been a hoop bowl presentation